0: Welcome to the Wealthy and Healthy podcast, hosted by me, Beck Hibbard. This is the podcast where I share all of the juice around my story and how I went from being a broke and bankrupt single mom who had lost it all to rebuild my life in a few short years, creating a global six figure business, all while remaining in my feminine flow and living a life of freedom. Now, in these episodes of this podcast, I will be teaching you how to build the life of your dreams whilst becoming the wealthiest and healthiest version of yourself. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to part two. If you missed part one, go back to last week, please listen to it because this kind of won't make a whole heap of sense (laughs) to a degree. But (laughs) we are talking about our businesses, our breakthroughs and events. Part two, part two. We've got iced tea, sipping out of wine glasses. I am here with Deja. I'm here with Saxony. Honestly, yeah. so we we're talking about my breakthrough last month, mm. and holy god, So, <laughs>
1: oh
0: my goodness, someone told me that being in a healthy relationship is actually really, really hard. I am used to toxic relationships, relationships where <laughs> <laughs> tell me you're a red flag. We got to tell me you're a red flag i used to have like relationships where my inner child was just running the show, and I have met a beautiful man, and he just, so I can see your face because Sax is this exotic. I'm so one. out <laughs> by all this. Wow. I'm, I'm in love like, because right. I'm in a long term relationship. Sax is like, you know, hot girl. Just give a hole with me. Right. Like, oh, I'm, <laughs> the market. I'm sorry. You're going to have to do it yourself. But you love him, though. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we love him. We loved yeah, him, We love we him. Loved me Ethan. We loved him. Anyway, so I'm in a full-on relationship, which is really um fun and interesting. And a little bit of context. I had a hand. Hold on. Yeah. Did you really get in a relationship last month or was it the month before?
2: No
1: last month. Actually, Actually, I'm I'm
0: last I thought yes. you have been dating for a month already.
1: Feels like three months.
0: Oh, hang on. February the 25th.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. So it'd be like five. Five yeah weeks. so yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, continue.
1: You
0: know crazy this is, is? <laughs> crazy even crazier. I've known him for like eight weeks.
1: Yeah. But like how long take it. this is literally when I met Leslie. See, when I you know is- when you know, you know. Literally, it's just like when it's just a feeling. Really? Literally, <laughs> it's a Big flame. soul connection. You just know. And it's like, why waste
0: fucking time?
1: Like, there's no Time no not. It's irrelevant. It's not real, it's exactly, fine. it's so irrelevant. There are literally people who have been together for seven years who don't even have the connections that mm. you know you have with someone, even when oh, you yeah. just first met. Like I was mine married.
0: Is irrelevant. Like I was married, and I never experienced this level of love in my marriage, and we had a freaking certificate binding us together, like the, yeah. <laughs> the level and the, <laughs> and the, the child. <laughs> What I'm experiencing with Ethan is totally crazy because I've never experienced this depth of love and I've also never been loved in a way that he loves me. And that's brought up a lot of like wounds and me not even knowing how to handle it. And I will say stupid shit just to like push him and see like, is he going to run? Like, is he going to give me kickback? Is that like, literally I tell him all the time. I'm like, I'll go to say something and I have to stop myself. Cause I'm like, that's toxic as fuck. And he's like, but he's so cheap. He's like, just tell me, tell me anyway. <laughs> no, it's toxic. He's like, tell me. And I tell him, he's like, ooh, that was toxic. <laughs> But like there's nothing that comes back from it. Um, but essentially I have been running around with an abandonment wound that I actually never knew that I had until recently when I went to a hen's party for my best friend. She's getting um married. And so we had organized all of this accommodation in this house, and I'm one of the bridesmaids. So I had to go um and essentially be their support and all the things, but My life is so very different to the partying, to, you know, the alcohol and all of that stuff. And yes, I love a good night out. I love dancing and all that stuff. However, it needs to be with the right people because I am sober and I have been sober for two and a half years. Therefore, when I go out, yes, I can dance in a club until 5am, but it has to be with the right people because it's, I go off energy. Like you guys, like we have so much fun because it's energy and we bounce and we feed off of each other. So me going into this house with all of these women that I didn't really know and I didn't have a connection with, I was already quite nervous and apprehensive on how the weekend would go. And so going into that week, and I'm a very present person. When I'm with people, I like to give all of my attention and my phone kind of goes away. And I said to Ethan, my, my partner, I was like, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm not going to be like online a whole heap. So it may take me a little bit to reply to you and, and so on. And he took that as okay, she's going to have fun. I don't want to bother her. So I'm not going to like check in as often. I'm not going to call her and I'm not going to kind of message her. I'm going to let her have her fun. And I also trust her. So into the weekend, things were just like not turning out so well. And I won't go into details um, out of respect to everyone, you know, that was there, but it just wasn't a great environment. It was an environment that I kind of wanted to be a part of. And if I'm being completely transparent with you guys, it gave me a lot of PTSD of the old Beck, the Beck that used to drink used to take drugs who was going down a really bad nasty path and it kind of almost felt like I was going back into that just by association of being there and a lot of my triggers started to come up and show themselves and so I hadn't really heard from him and I would message him every now and then but I know he was with his friends as well spending time with them and um, I didn't want to come across as that clingy girlfriend now Literally, I pride myself on being non-emotional, not clingy, like really chill. Like, you know, if I like you, you won't really know vibes. And I've always kind of been like that girl due to my upbringing as children, we weren't really shown a whole heap of love. I didn't come from a family where it was like, you're hugging and you know, you're know hanging off of each other. It was just like, oh, hi, tap tap on the back. See you later. Like, Good night, mom, you know, by way from a distance. So I've never really had that kind of connection. And I finally met a man where I just wanted to be so clingy with and give all of myself to him and literally just like attach myself to him like a clip on fucking koala. (laughs) But at the same time, growing up that, you know I was taught that's not really what we do. So I was fighting this internal battle and the weekend was going one way and I wasn't really hearing from him. And we had a boat day on the Saturday where we had to, you know, jump on a boat and um, sail out to like the sandbars and jump off and swim and everything like that. And so it was getting pretty full on. Everyone was quite drunk. Um, And then the captain on the boat really started to like hit on me like hardcore. And he started to like make advances towards me. And, um, And at first, like, I was like, okay, like, you know it's probably just like what he does, it's no big deal. I, you know, stayed away from him a little bit, just trying to distance myself and then it become like a whole lot more. And he made a few like really derogatory comments that just weren't okay. And it started to really put me into a feeling of like feeling unsafe, uh, especially because all of my friends are like drunk and I'm sober. And I'm like, well, if anything happens, like no one's, you know, here to protect me type situation. Um, So we eventually got off the boat and then the captain yelled out in front of everyone. and was like, hey Beck, like, what's your Instagram? And I'm just like, oh fuck, like, I I don't want to like turn this guy down, like put it in front of everyone, but also I don't want you to have my Instagram, like anyway. So it made me feel really unsafe and it started to put me in a state of um, panic and anxiety. And for those of you that don't know, I suffer from anxiety and depression, but I have a really great handle on my mental health and I haven't had an anxiety attack probably for at least a year, probably two years. Um, but I've always been conditioned to, when I have my anxiety attacks it would just be something that I would deal with by myself like literally my cat Muffin he lays on my chest I breathe myself up in my house and I just like breathe it out and cry it out so here I am <laughs> Having this, like, self-isolation <laughs> honestly so here I am having this anxiety attack um as I'm getting off this boat in front of everyone I'm like get me in an Uber and and take me home because I'm so done with this and so I go back to the house um one of my best friends she was great she was pretty much sober herself and we literally sat in a bathtub and I cried in a bathtub with her for two hours having a full-blown fucking anxiety attack and Gabby, shout out to Gabby. She is so hey, deep. Gabby. In, yeah, she's so deep in self development. So she was great. She was able to anchor me and hold the space and really help me work through this. And where is this stemming from? Like, why do you not feel safe? Why do you feel anxiety? And we got to the bottom of it. And essentially, I felt abandoned by my boyfriend because he wasn't checking in on me when I was feeling unsafe. And I felt like, you know, you're this protector and provider, but where the fuck are you? And that's the wound. That's the wound coming out, not me talking. That's the wound. And so we got to that point and it was like, ever since I got kicked out of home at 16, I felt like I had to very much do everything on my own. And I had this wall in this facade and I felt like I could never be vulnerable enough to tell people like, hey, I'm actually a really emotional person. I am really clingy. Um, I do need constant reassurance. And if I don't get it, like it, it drives me crazy essentially. And my thoughts get pretty loud. And so we came to that and looked at every person that left my life and how abandoned I felt and how it was really important for me to start owning this abandonment wound and owning everything that I was not trying to, like I was trying to avoid, essentially, I just was, And that was the biggest realisation. It was like, holy shit, you're trying to play this off as some like cool, doesn't give a fuck chick, like whatever, I'll leave you tomorrow. But yet you really fucking are like attached and you don't want anyone to leave your life and you hate it when people leave, but you just don't voice it. So um, with that being said, I came to that realisation. And then the next day, my boyfriend, he picked me up. And honestly, one of the hardest things for someone that's like, it, it goes into an avoidant mode and detaches is actually saying, this is who I am and being scared, the abandonment room that they will abandon me because of I'm owning this space. Mm. So I, he picked me up and I was sitting in the car and he's like, what's wrong? And I, bless you, soul, he always knows when something's wrong with me. And I'm like, oh... Like I've got really bad anxiety and I actually haven't shared this with you before, but like, this is my mental health and this is what it looks like. And he was amazing and held me in that space. And I said to him, you know, I know you've fallen in love with this whole badass boss entrepreneurial woman who doesn't need anyone. She's independent, but this is actually my other side and you're not checking in on me, brought out a wound and you not like asking if I'm okay that brought out a wound and I felt really abandoned in that moment from you and this is what happened and he was amazing. Yeah I think the really like important thing about that as well is realizing that when you're in that
2: state actually communicating it in a way where you're like this is my wound. Mm-hmm. This isn't your not action you. like not you It's actually got nothing to do it's with me. you. It's got to do with me because- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because people can like if you're coming to them and saying like oh like what you did gave me well, anxiety." Like if you if you're going to somebody saying you are giving me anxiety, they go into whoa, 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 like not me, not me, not me. Like, and they feel so much blame. And then they go into their shell because they're like, You're rejecting me. I'm not doing that. That's not me. Yeah. So it's a case of being able to really communicate with your partner or with your family or whoever it is that you are speaking to when you're asking for support by saying, like, I know this is me Mm -hmm. and this is I'm telling you for the sake of Building a better communication and a better relationship than blaming. Yeah, but that also comes with self awareness.
1: Yeah, yeah kind of I've different. definitely been in moments in the past where I have blamed someone else for mm-hmm. how I was feeling when I knew it was something that was deep wounded within me, but I was projecting that you're like the reason I'm feeling this it is just because of your behavior and what you're doing when I didn't realize that like, I could actually take that power back not be the victim from that and take that power back and be like, okay, it's actually something within me and that means Mm. I can change it.
2: Yeah. The way that someone behaves is the same, but every person's perspective of the creation of the emotional, like, charge towards it is different. So actually that person's actions really aren't the problem. The problem is how you perceive the actions. So Mm -hmm. your response to that was, oh, my God, I'm feeling abandoned. Whereas Deja's response to that could have possibly been like, oh, he's like, he loves me so much. He's He's left me me alone. He
0: trusts me and he doesn't need to check in. Because that's
2: her inner world and that's what her perception is. So it's like coming from a point of communicating that to people being like, this is how I feel. This is what I have come to because of the action, not because of you.
1: Like, it's actually just how I feel. Exactly, and taking it. Yeah. And you know what, too, like how you said you were resisting this and avoiding this for so long. Mm. It's interesting because, yeah, wait, what you resist persists mm. and it will constantly, like, it would just become bigger and louder and stronger the more you avoid and try to run away from it. Yeah, mm. and it hits you like a fucking ton of bricks. Yeah, and and so a so a of bricks the brick in the Yeah, yeah. But it,
0: literally, that's exactly right. Yes. And so I totally agree. And going into that conversation, I made it clear, like, this is my wound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I did say to him, I don't know if you can hold me in this because it's a lot. Um, And he did. He held me in it so incredibly well. And he, he literally was like, oh, he's like, well, in the past, I have been really clingy and my ex-girlfriends actually hated it. And that's why I didn't want to do this to you because yeah. I trust you and I didn't want to be creating that same pattern where I'm like overprotected checking in all the time he's like I trust you and I just wanted you to have fun and that's where I get to communicate my needs and I said okay well next time if I'm away from you can you like message me more can you check in please and he's like of course I would love to <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. like yeah. Make sure people ask what you want and be direct and yeah. Yeah, with your communication, especially yeah. when it comes to talking to men. <laughs> yes, 100%.
0: And so that's something that, you know, I was working on and being more vulnerable yeah. was me showing up online in a different way too. Now I've, you know, I, it's funny since then I've been showing up with like no makeup, like literally hair's a bit crazy, like I will roll out a bit
1: and jump on all Like I've, I've rubbed up on <laughs> it. Right?
0: But I, I'm loving this. This next iteration and how it's playing out in my business because everything's energy. I've literally had like a 15,000 a day today, which is just mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have an 18,000 a week, which would be my highest cash week that I've ever, ever had in business just because I've fully taken ownership, removed the mask, and embodied. And yeah, that's kind of like my breakthrough. And but you've that's... also,
1: sorry, yeah. you've also opened up to us too. Yes. Yeah. yeah I allowed, can yeah, allowed us to support you, to help yeah. you, to listen, to hold you as well. Mm. So I think that is like showing literally the universe, yeah. okay, she's actually willing to be supported now and this is probably this is maybe this is what your next level self needs yeah is to have support and know that you can have support and you don't have to be the independent badass single mom like yeah literally yes no i totally agree
0: because i've never and that's the thing i've never ever let anyone see that side to me like Mm -hmm. no one has ever seen me go through that it like not any friendship not any of my friends not even my closest friends not even past relationships. no one has seen me go through that and so it's the first time where I've been like you know what I'm going to let people see this side and I'm going to let them hold me and it's actually been like a really um, weightlifting process to mm-hmm. say the least. Like I feel like I can just surrender. Yeah, because yeah. you've been carrying that for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think mean, my feminine energy and your feminine energy is where you receive the most. It's mm-hmm. because the masculine's is the constant, the mask, I got it, give me the weight, I can hold it. Whereas I'm actually like, no, I need someone to hold me right now because yeah. I'm not okay.
1: Well, yeah. you've held yourself with like, did you essentially... Yeah. 16, possibly mm-hmm. even younger. Way younger. Yeah. Way younger. But now because you're at a place now where you feel safe enough, secure enough in your relationship, even in like with friendships mm-hmm. as well, like you it's like, yeah. okay, the universe is almost like, okay, now's the time. Like, yeah. Here it is.
2: But that's actually it. how
1: the unconscious mind works. Like you can only suppress
2: things down for so long before mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you need to fix this shit now. Yes. Like you need to get to it now. Yeah. And it's like, it's interesting because obviously you were like, Coasting Mm -hmm. in a sense in your business for a while, Mm -hmm. and it was like you wanted that big growth and you wanted that 15k like Mm -hmm. days or weeks and things like that, Mm -hmm. and it just felt so stagnant. And I remember even like less than a month ago, you were literally like,
1: Mm -hmm. "How
2: are you dealing with that energy?" To me, and I was like, "Well." just because my business isn't growing it just means that my energy is in the other pillars of my life yeah my friendships are growing my relationships are growing like the fun that I'm having is growing like I know that the lag effect of having the energy in those means that when those then drop the energy is going to go back into my business yeah And it's like, if you're in an abandonment wound or if you're in any sort of healing stage, then the energy is going there. And the more that you put it in a box and be like, not my problem, not my problem, not my problem, that takes more energy than dealing with the problem. So it's like the energy from you resisting actually dealing with the problem is taken away from the energy that you can give to your business. So you're like i want to do more i want to do more i want to do more go away go away go away and it's like you actually don't have the energy to climb the hill until you get rid of the like backpack on you yeah Mm -hmm. like you need to get rid of the problem first you need to deal with the problem that
1: keeps coming up Mm -hmm. i think just picking up on what you just said then about like how other areas of life could be flourishing and maybe you're just focusing on like the money piece and it's like oh yeah but it's not growing it but missing out on seeing the gratitude and the appreciation Mm -hmm. It's like well maybe your relationship is really flourishing right now yeah maybe you got like the career that you really love right now like Mm -hmm. focusing on those things um rather than just focusing on the number Mm -hmm. as well then even when you get the number in the bank account what if like that happens and you're you still don't feel like it's good enough. Or you still yeah, you still don't feel, fulfilled. Don't feel because, fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you
0: can have all the money and all the success in the world, but what's the point in getting to the top of the mountain and being alone? Like honestly, what yeah. is the point? You when you don't get to share the view with someone, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. it's why that's so important. And we did we had that conversation in my car, remember. Yeah. We were talking about how I was cultivating this new relationship with Ethan and how you know I was pouring so much energetically. And we were talking about how it's okay that my business is just scooting along and it's just kind of chilling while I'm pouring a lot of my energy and building this incredible thing with this man and then when that gets to that point then I can go back and then pour that up as well. And yeah it's, it's like yeah. you're still showing up in all of the areas. That's
2: yeah. the thing. Like we're not That's saying right. like okay <laughs> now I'm dating a new boy <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna forget about business uh, for a few weeks <laughs> that's not it like you still have energy in all of your different pillars Mm -hmm. it's just a case of like the energy has just dropped in that one pillar Mm -hmm. so that it can go up in another pillar like you need to allow for it to flow between all of them and it may be a case of one morning the business pillar is super high and the relationship pillar like you don't even look at your phone you don't even care you don't even think about them Yeah. yeah and then it's like in the afternoon all you can think about is them and you're trying to work and it's like all I can think about is my relationship yeah like actually give into that because of the fact of like it's your life and people separate themselves from business and life. And it's like, it's actually the same as soon as you realize, Oh shit, I have an abandonment piece. I've got a huge mask on in front of everyone. You then come here like, okay. So you, you realized last Saturday, Mm -hmm. last Saturday that you had an abandonment piece,
1: Mm -hmm. you then
2: opened up to Ethan about it. Mm -hmm. You felt a little bit better. You then continued to show up in a way that, even though you were being more vulnerable, I am going to say you had no emotion during that time. No, I was dealing with anxiety. Yeah, like even in your, even in the words, like I was watching your stories and you were like, yeah, and it's going to be so cool, and I was like. Is it going to be cool? I don't know. Well, i going to be cool with that. Yeah. It's like, and that's fine because you were still showing up yeah. and it was yeah. still authentic to you because yeah. it's like if you it's were feeling like do. shit and you're like, yeah, yeah it's, it's like people would then expect you to carry on with that and yeah. then you can't fulfill their needs because that's not the energy that you're in, yeah. right? However, you do that for a week. You then come here on the weekend just gone like three days ago yeah. and we hold you in a different type of space and we make you take the mask down even further Yeah, and we let you actually receive and we let you enter into that abandonment wound and feel as to like how is that being created in your life now and in your business and then you allow yourself to change the perspective that you have on the abandonment because of the advice of we give you because you actually asked us for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you made the money. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like it all yeah. relates. Like this <laughs> is the thing. People separate and they compartmentalize all of the different areas of their life. And it's like, it's actually all one. Like yeah. everything is one. Every yeah. energy it literally is literally like a wheel, a life wheel, And
1: it's constantly turning.
2: It's yeah, all it the, the same. And the belief that you have in one area of your life is crossing every area of your mm-hmm. life. So if you have a shit money belief... You're not going to make money in business. You're not going to make money at home. You're not going to like be like good with your money and spending. Like there's, it goes across every area of your life. And it's the same thing with abandonment. If you have an abandonment thing, it's going to come up in your friendship. It's going to come up in your relationship. It's going to come up in your business. It's going to come like it's everywhere. Everything. It's all one. Yeah. Stop compartmentalizing. Yeah. You are just one. It is just one.
1: Yeah. And I love what you said the other day um, when we were working on Sunday, when you were like, if you have an abandonment wound, the first person that you abandon is yourself. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's so true. Like if you're feeling like, oh my
1: God, they're
2: going to abandon me. The first person who's like, needs you abandon is your own. Because you don't say to them, like something like, I feel like really cautious right now. This is what's coming up for me. Instead, you do a little inner child. Like, I'm going to see if you're going to abandon me because I feel like you are. And it's like, you're only abandoning your own needs and your own desires by behaving like that. You will abandon yourself before anyone abandons you.
1: Yeah.
0: Every single time. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So that is me done. So that's me. We're going to move on to you. Are you going to do a part three or are we going to do it all together? What's it mean Let's be in one. Let's yeah. be in one. It's pretty similar. I got five. Actually, it's not similar. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so
0: so my last month
2: was really big in the realizations of the fact that as a coach you still create new beliefs and limiting beliefs on yourself so in the coaching that i do with people i take them back to the first event when was the first time that you created that belief when was the first time that that happened to you when was the first time that you felt that way and you can go back and heal things that have happened in the past. And that doesn't mean that you're going to stop them from happening in the future. Mm-hmm. And every single time you up level, you get to the point of being like, oh, I feel that same thing coming back. Right. Mm-hmm. So earlier this year I had created a 20 K month and I was like really happy. And I remember celebrating and I celebrated by myself because I was like, you know what? I'm actually the person that got me here. Like, I did it all by myself and I was happy and I was glad that I got the 20k and I was like this is incredible and at the same time I had this really underlying feeling of sadness and I was like it's really weird that I feel sad right now but I think I just feel sad that I'm celebrating alone but I don't want to celebrate with other people so I don't know why I feel sad about it and so I just chose to push the sadness away and just be happy and dead and I was like the depression of that emotion then carried over the whole of February and half of March and I couldn't connect to anyone like my mum was over and I was just rejecting everything. Like she would literally be like, do you want breakfast? And I'd be like, "Mm." like it was really hard to connect to her. Like that was actually how it was. And it I felt terrible because I was like, I know that it's not you, it's me, but I don't know why I feel this way. Yeah. and I allowed myself to really sit with it about halfway through the month um and basically I'd caused myself to get a kidney infection because I was like suppressing the emotion so much and I couldn't figure out what the emotion was so I was like you know what I'm just going to start from the top and I'm just going to go the way through and I'm just going to keep letting them out until I find the one that it is so I started with anger and I went and did like boxing at the gym and I went fucking ham on this boxing thing like I literally went crazy on it and I was like nah I feel like shit it's not anger. <laughs> I'm not angry at anything and so then I was like cool what's the next one sadness and so then I went home that afternoon maybe it was the next day but anyway when I decided to do sadness and I was like right sad songs on shower on let's do this let's get fucking sad and I literally like stepped into my shower. As soon as I stepped into my shower, I put my back up against the wall. And I was like, as I was sliding down the wall, burst into tears. And I was like, right, you think it's sadness then. Like, where is this coming from? And I was like, all right, what am I sad about? And I just kept questioning myself and questioning myself and questioning myself. And it went back to a sadness from that time. And I was like, why am I sad about hitting 20K though? Like, what actually is sad about that? Everybody else would be like, don't fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why you're yeah. sad about hitting 20K in a month. Like, that's insane. Yeah. And it was like I had created this, this belief the year before that. Actually, no, two years before that, when me and my dad had our, my big like falling out with him. And what had happened was I had said to him, I don't actually want to do uni. I really want to pursue a coaching career. And he literally stood up in front of me and screamed down at me, you are a failure. You're always going to fail because you never follow anything through. And I remember sitting there and being so sad, but thinking to myself, like, I'm going to show you one day, Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to show you that I can do it. Like, even if you don't believe in me, I believe in me and I can do it. And my dad and me were like, extremely close when I was growing up so to me he was always almost put on a pedestal I suppose and so it was super heartbreaking for me to have that lack of belief in him and from him I mean and then we literally cut contact so I haven't spoken to my dad since that day basically and he what had happened or what I had realized had happened was At that moment in time, when I said, I'm going to show you one day, I had created a belief in myself that when I was successful, my dad would come back into my life. Mm -hmm. And so when I hit my 20K month, although I was so proud and I was so happy that I was like, wow, I have all of this success. I had this underlying sadness because of the belief that I had created around the wound of losing my dad and being abandoned. Right? Yeah. And so that then played out over my business, over my relationships, over my friendships, like all of my friendships I felt disconnected from, all of the like relationships, like I was dating people at the time and like all of them, I was so clingy and gross. And I was like, Ew, why do I feel this way? And it was like, because I was so scared that they were abandoning me because I was like, the wound was there it was like it had just been opened again and yeah. i was rejecting it because i was like no i'm not sad i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy and it was there and it was like we're just going to keep showing you that you're being abandoned like we're just going to keep showing you until you get the fucking point you're not getting the point right now. and so it was like all of the different areas and then the same thing with business like i had a 20k month and then the next month i literally had like a 4k month and i was like What in the fucking world?
0: Like, how can you go from
2: being like such a big jump to then such a small jump? But then it was like, it all makes sense because of course, all of the people that I'm talking to are going to abandon me. Of course, all of the clients that I've been speaking to are going to have like their own issues that they need to deal with that they don't want to actually deal with because I'm not dealing with my own issues. It's like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So when you're pushing that box down and really not allowing yourself to be vulnerable, to identify what the problem is, to find the solution to the problem, like it's all well and good to be like, yeah, cool, okay, so I created that belief back at that time and now I feel differently about it that belief is still there. Like, how are you going to actually energetically cut the tie from that? How are you going to change the perspective that you have on that? Like, what are you going to do now that it's in your actual awareness? And so for me, I was like, what do I need? What do I need? What do I need? And it was like, you actually just need time by yourself to process the fact that you're sad and allow yourself to be sad. So that weekend, I literally had a completely free social media weekend. And I just sat and I cried and I journaled and I... Um, like, went to water and there was, like, this water flowing off the rocks and I, like, put my feet in and put my hands in and it just kept being, like, um, just let it go. Like, just let it go. You take it all now. Let it go. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm actually safe. I'm okay. And I had this really, really beautiful process where I sat on the rock in the middle of all of this, like, water flowing around me, right? And I was sat on the rock and I was, funnily enough, from, like, the start of January I was craving being like held and I was really like I really just need a man with big muscles to hold me and people were like you me it's bad and I was like no it's not <laughs> no it's not it's not got anything to do with my dad and they were like it is and I was like no it's not and so what what you want from other people you actually need to give to yourself mm-hmm, because yeah. the abandonment thing like if I'm abandoning giving myself love by seeking it in other people. Mm. So I sit on this rock and I'm like, all right, let's get freaky. <laughs> and I'm that, like, that arms like hugging in. I actually was like this. I had like my knees up and I was like full like cradle vibes, like oh. full vibing. And I, all I did was I was like, all right, let's get some like deep breaths. Then now I'm going to go back to me back then. Um, and I went back energetically to that time in my life when that happened. And I just went up to myself and I just held out my arms and I just hugged her. And I was like, I love you and I see you. And then I went back to 15 year old me and I was like, I love you and I see you. And I just kept going along the timeline of just putting my arms out to each version of myself to be like, you are actually safe and I see you and I allow you to feel sad and it's okay because that external validation that you were seeking from your dad, you actually have in me. You've got it. Yes, I'm here and I see yes. you and I see what you've done. And the thing is the actual gratitude that you get from doing something like that is beyond any measure that an other person can give to you yeah. because the only person who knows what you've done is you. Yeah. Like I can sit there and say to my dad, And then I did this and then I did that and then I did this and then I did that and then I did this and then I did that and then I made 20K and he still wouldn't even know all of the things because, like, the internal thoughts, the internal processing, the shifts, the changes, the conversations that you have to have, like, all of the different things that lead you to success, the only – or even lead you to anything, the only person who lives in your head is you, Mm -hmm. the only person who knows you and who can stand in front of you and say – I see you, I know you, and I love you, it's you.
1: Yeah. 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 And you only accept the love that you're willing to give yourself first. A hundred percent. And, and so anything, any any other bonus of love that you get outside of yourself is literally just a bonus that you, and you get to accept it and feel it more because You know what that feels like when you give it to yourself. Yeah, it's an overflowing cup
2: rather than filling a void. There's no void when you love yourself. Like when you actually are that deeply in love with who you are as a person, there is no hole inside of you that needs to be filled externally. So every time someone externally gives you love, it's just radiating from you. It just is all overflow. It's like, I just get to live in this bubble of love instead of living in this like, whole of like more, 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 Yeah. Although I do love, love. So if anyone wants to give me some extra, I would definitely appreciate Stay the it. overflow. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think as well, like when it comes to love, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll it 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 come, back. Think, it it come back. back. think of the pizza that you're going to order. That's, oh, that's, that's a big love, love. That is obviously. Food.
2: Chocolate? Yeah. Food. Big love. Yeah. yeah. Big, big love. But that's the thing is like, and then once I broke through that, I all of a sudden was like, oh, I'm detached from the people that I was like feeling abandoned by. Oh, I'm detached from this
0: situation. I actually don't really mind. But I noticed that you were pulling back. You were detaching from the friendship group. Because I remember I messaged Deja and I was like, is she okay because she's really detaching right now? I
2: literally couldn't because like my mum was in my space and I was just losing my mind. And this is what I was saying about like communication before, like, My mom literally was like, I'm finding it so hard to connect to you. Like every single time I want to talk to you, you're just so angry. And I'm like, yeah, because you're annoying me. Like leave me alone. And I realized that I was creating an abandonment towards her yeah. because of the fact that I was angry at my dad and my mum and my dad aren't together they haven't been together since I was two years old which has always put me in a place of having to be in the middle of them so it was like I now felt like I couldn't talk to my mom about it because my mom hates my dad and anything I say to her would just be like further perpetuating her hate for him and my dad hates my mom so I'm like it's just a whole situation So it was like, I had so much rejection towards my mom because I was like, I'm sad towards my dad and I can't say anything.
1: Do you also feel like you had that rejection almost a little bit of resentment because she wasn't him who was there hanging out with you? Yes, a hundred percent.
2: And she was here to do personal development and do work on herself to make herself better because she was realized last year, she was like, I keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting results to change and I'm driving myself insane. She's like, I keep ending up in the same workplaces, receiving the same bullying, like all for the sake of making extra money. Like, fuck this. I don't want to live this life anymore. And now she's gone and done her NLP practitioner course. She's over, like heading over to Bali this month to do her yoga course. She's going to start up a wellness center. Like she's doing all of these things that are aligned with her. And... I was so happy when she first told me. And then when it started happening, I had this resentment because I was like, you're not the person I want to fix, though. I want my dad to do the work so that he can give me more love. I know my mum loves me. Like, me and my mom have an amazing relationship. It was that missing piece of, like, I'm happy that you're doing the work and I'm sad that it's not my dad because he's the one that I want
1: the love from. Yeah, yeah, I, I found out what I love before too. <laughs> About the self-love piece. Like it's not just loving yourself for the parts that are easy to love. It's also oh, loving the okay. parts of yourself for like the abandonment womb Yeah. And, like, for the parts of yourself that are scary to look at that you don't even want to accept that you have within yourself. It's like loving yourself as a whole because you don't want to love yourself in parts. Like that isn't true like embodiment of self love. Like every you love part is a part a, of a bigger whole. Literally. <laughs> you are still whole. Even if you say that you're in part, you're still whole. Yeah. Yeah, but you'd love yourself for your wholeness. Yeah. Not in part. Yeah. And you wouldn't
2: be able to accept the love to the, like, amount that you do if it wasn't all the piece of trauma or masks or yeah. any of the other things that yeah. you have. Like, you need to heal those. It's like a yeah. – so if this is, like, the baseline and this is happy oh – no, sorry, and this is sad and this is happy – then this is pain and this is love. And it's like to experience the love, you need to be able to go down into the pain. Otherwise you're just gonna keep bouncing between sad, happy, bad, happy, bad, happy. And it's like, happy is good, but love is great. Like love is fucking fantastic, we love yeah. love. We
1: and really so love, it's like, love. you
2: actually need to be able to allow yourself to love yourself down here in the pain so that you can receive the love that you have up here otherwise you're just in this fake love mm-hmm. of happy and it's like it's not fulfilling and that's yeah. why you create these voids of like i need more i need more i need more and that's why people create all sorts of issues like addictions um eating disorders like perfectionism like all of those different things are all created from filling a void that only can be filled by self-love
1: and uh, under this pain it, it's always love like, if you're feeling love pain, is the only thing, if you're feeling pain, it's because, for example, if you're feeling, feeling pain because your partner broke up with you or a relationship has ended, you're feeling the pain of that, but that's because you love that person, person so much. Mm-hmm. There's always love that's underneath the pain, mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, it's just love,
2: yeah. And when we speak about bad. pain, it's not so much physical pain as it is like emotional hurt, yeah, yeah.
1: but emotional. Pain can cause physical pain. Yeah, I literally Crazy. gave myself
2: a kidney disease yeah. because I'm um, kidney infection because I was like pushing down and suppressing the sadness and I wouldn't accept that I was sad. Yeah. yeah. And I just made myself more and more sad and then I cried in the shower like, cool. <laughs> Amazing. Do Does anyone yeah. have any
0: final thoughts before we wrap up the episode?
2: Um, I think just... Sit with yourself. I think the biggest thing out of this came from releasing the expectation of what it's supposed to look like to be yeah. successful. Release the expectation of other people are doing it this way, and I need to do it that way too. Yeah. And actually listen to what do I need, what do I feel like right now?
1: Yeah, all of us, all of us have had different journeys well certain goals, like yeah. careers, like all yeah. of us have completely separate journeys. Yeah. And if I compared myself to oh you, my I compared myself to no. you with timelines, with whatever. Uh, I probably that. wouldn't have got to where I am today. No. no, and use like use the people around you. Like you are the top five people that you hang mm-hmm. around. So and like look at those five people who you hang around because. So you hang around, you will become as well. Yeah. Like, so be very conscious of who you choose to bring into your circle.
0: Yeah, 100%. Love
1: that. Yeah,
0: amazing. Well, I love you both, and thank you love for jumping on. Love you. Thank you, you. Bye. 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 <laughs>